It's nine 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 nine. It's Matt. It's Sam. It's Sam. Say hi to the people. What's going on, people? Sam, do you remember the episode we did with the bracket? Uh, yes, I do. It was two hours long. We made that huge sixty-four person bracket, uh, and we determined who our next celebrity guest was going to be. Yes, I remember that. Do you remember the episode we did where I made that whole quiz game called "People Also Asked" and we played with Kevin, and there was like a point system, and everybody what? learned a lot, but it was also really fun and really funny. That was one of my most favorite games. Yes. Do you remember the episode we just did where I told the story about what happened to me on the train and I read those really funny jokes out of that notebook? Yes. Of course. They're gone. What? They're gone. What What are gone? The jokes are gone? All those episodes are gone. Why? Well, Kevin reasonably assumed that I was downloading the files as he was sending them, but I was not. I went to do that today, and they are gone. He got rid of them. Oh, like he, he, <laughs> <laughs> like he, he, we transferred them to you, and then uh, he, yeah, and he the Google we, drived them, and the and the there's other, he, he, they're gone. Wait, but why, why does? Oh, so he like deleted them off his Google Drive. Yeah. And his computer? Yeah, that's why the Google Drive link doesn't work anymore. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Damn. That's a bummer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a bummer. <laughs> that sucks. It's a little Damn, it's a little bit of There's a some really good situation. stuff. Oh, the SpongeBob part of the quiz was so good. There yeah, the oh, part yeah, God. there was good stuff in all three of those episodes. Damn, but, those are um, three classics. Yeah. The oh, good news man. is that we're going to be catching up to modern day real quick now. Okay. Um, All right. I still have the five-hour megasode that is completely intact. Let's go. And I still have our celebrity interviews that we had in the can. And I think instead of a normal episode this week, we should yes. put out, I still can't believe I'm saying this, but my interview with Miley Cyrus. That's crazy. You want to drop the Miley interview? I think we have to. Guys, introducing Miley fucking Cyrus. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming to my house. Thank you for sitting under the disco tree. I'm just feeling kind of like vibes right now. Oh, it's vibey. Well, to our right, Miley and I have penises. Two penises. Two penises. So before you got here, I ran into my living room. One, I think everyone in my house got a little scared when I was like, oh, I have dildos. I put them on the table. They're like inappropriate, but don't do that. But they're not quite dildos. They've never been used for that. Well, listen. Well, not by me anyway. This is the Call Her Daddy podcast. It would be okay if people were, like, having sex behind us. Like, we live for anything sexual. This is, like, this is good. Mm, this is uh, the safer platform for me. That's why I'm not doing much press besides this. Oh, okay, perfect. This is the only place um, that is probably appropriate. Right, right, right. Because I'll take it too far, and then you can, like, bring it down, which is, like, maybe a little different for you than normal. That's different. Okay, we love this. So, the fucking song. Let me tell you a little story. Okay. Okay, so I'm sitting in my hotel room, and Kelly, the woman that's here with me in LA, is like, I'm going to play you Miley's song. 
we're going to get you to play Miley's song. And I'm like, I have never in my life, if you had told me that I was going to be listening to your song, Early Release, I'm like, what is my life? I'm a fucking loser from Pennsylvania. Like, what's happening? I listen to the song. I have an orgasm. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh. I am like wet listening to your song. Yes. Miley. Miley. Midnight Sky. Yes. Tell us about it. It's iconic. I- I'm sorry, but I- like I'm getting excited for you. Midnight Sky. I'm uh, I'm like very, I mean, um, kind of throughout my career, I felt like I've been able to introduce my fans to music that they not know. Like, literally, <laughs> sitting in the backyard and covering Jolene for backyard sessions. Love that one. Or playing, like, I have this really funny video that I love. Playing Smells Like. <laughs> when I was on the Hannah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the kids were really upset about it. And they weren't digging it at all. They're like, they're like, like, Miley, what are you saying? Yeah, for random moms were like, four random moms were like singing. <laughs> also, I was yelling my libido of, <laughs> while well, all the, these children, it was like a whole thing. <laughs> and so I felt like I always do these covers and wanted to do one of my own. I wanted a song that felt classic. I wanted a song that felt like it was from the era, which I usually pull my inspiration from, but... Mm. Um, really not being afraid, really being unapologetic. Yeah. About the tone, the sonics, the lyrics. And as you and I were watching the video, we started talking about, I think it's really special how having this, um, like, anthemic, you know, pansexual, bisexual anthem of this song, <laughs> like, plays with gender roles and, like, unapologetic <laughs> in the chorus. Like, my lips on her mouth and got his hands on my waist like there's not just not songs to identify with like these lyrics and so i just thought <laughs> like really empowering thing for me and my listeners because i just felt like the song really honest and when you and i were watching the video about talking about like how the video kind of like just captured my spirit and i felt like hasn't really happened before i felt the same way about the video i like i felt like uh that was like me in my most authentic form and so it just feels very like you celebratory yeah 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 i just feel that's like we were talking about like how i feel like i'm really just thriving guys she's thriving when i heard you like the lyric about you kissing her on the mouth i was like fuck yeah fuck yes queen because so many people that listen to my podcast are fucking terrified about embracing who they are because you're fortunate that like i want to talk to you a little bit about you like realizing your sexuality and i know that you're very open about like you uh you love everything and you're not putting yourself in a box but some people don't live in la or have parents that would be supportive and they're fucking terrified and I feel like this song is just changing the game because it's like you're talking about a woman, you're talking about a man, and it's normal, and it's coming from Miley Cyrus. So you can fucking listen to it, and you can kiss a woman, and you can kiss a man, and it's fucking fine. And like the idea that you kind of say it's normal because I really think that normalization <laughs> is like the first step to feeling like fully um that acceptance. And I like that just not it to feel normal from the outside, but feeling like comfortable to you. 
within and normal to you and so yeah it's just like definitely writing it in the studio even with um you know some of my like peers trying to kind of explain that to them like why it was why you know important because we were like isn't it kind of confusing you know like the pop structure is that the chorus says the same thing every time right Mm. so like it's burned into your brain so when you're at a concert people get wasted they're never like wait what does she say there uh you really want it to you know there's like a formula you know i think everyone whether you make pop music or not know that there's like a pop formula and this really goes against that by having this like gender swap in lyrics because you know in a way it's like challenging the system right and challenging structure which is what i always do i when i heard i was born to run i don't belong to anyone i was like good night goodbye hello welcome to call her daddy that's literally like the everything i try to tell anyone that listens to this podcast i'm like you belong to yourself and you can do whatever the fuck you want and you don't have to apologize for anything and that lyric i'm like oh my god miley like you fucking hit it and i was kind of thinking about that today <laughs> like even getting ready because like before you got here i had on my hoodie i had on my sweatshirt you had your hoodie oh my god i'm i'm a hoodie queen too <laughs> i had all my fucking leggings and now she has her tits out i i got exactly that's my next step what what made you change okay so you're coming here and i was sitting in the kitchen doing all my i was kind of thinking about like i would you don't want to say because like i usually uh don't have this freedom to just to like really talk there's one thing i'm learning i do i dig about uh that's one thing i'm learning i dig about podcasts yeah <laughs> you can really actually get into it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes i i <laughs> like i do feel like on shows you got such a quick amount of time you like you know and you're so censored that you don't always get the full thought so to my full thought, I was sitting in my leggings, my sweatshirt, and I was like working and knowing that you were coming here. And I went and got ready and I did my makeup in like 15 minutes, got everything done in 15 minutes. And I realized like something that I thought would be important to say was that I wasn't getting dressed for you. And I was getting dressed for like someone to think that I look sexy. I was getting dressed for me. That's so good. And I think that's something that's different now that I'm a little bit older, but change, like, I think maybe happened, like, through my last breakup. I feel like since I was, like, 26, only in the last year, I felt like I always am doing what I want for me because I don't think that there's been a period which, like, I know which isn't most relatable thing to say. But there is, hasn't really been a period for me where I felt, like, super insecure about my sexuality. Like, I've been just that way. Like, I used to strip naked, completely naked, in a Cracker Barrel when I was age of three. And, like, roll around on the ground. <laughs> we love that. Because, <laughs> because, because like, it's just, like, what, who I am. We love that. And America loved it when you did it more on TV. No, oh, yeah, they loved that. 
They love that. Um, so I was thinking about like I guess in the last year I've been really transformative, and um, we we're talking about on the couch before we started just about how I felt like this self realization period that's going on kind of universally and culturally, and kind of started having that like over the past two years through a little bit of trauma. Right. Like physical, like my house burning down was like basically fuck one of the most transformative periods of my life. Can't even imagine. And going through a massive breakup, and I just feel like one thing that I gained through all this loss was the idea. Uh, 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 uh was the idea that what I do <laughs> is for me, and that doesn't mean you're selfish. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. and it, it comes from like uh the guilt. And I were talking about before I started podcast, uh, <laughs> about how much guilt I feel like I've always had. Yeah. About feeling how unfortunate I am. Yeah. Um, and I don't really feel comfortable with that. I don't feel comfortable with my privilege. And I think, uh, I think the only way through it has been through a little bit of trauma. I just want to say, first of all, that's, like, the most beautiful thing, because, like, honestly, coming to your house, I had no fucking clue what to expect. I'm like, I'm about to meet Miley Cyrus. Like, of course, I watched Hannah Montana. Are you you fucking kidding me? I made embarrassing music videos pretending to be you when I was younger. And then now, as the Call Her Daddy host, I'm so excited to meet the woman that is so sexually liberated. And it's like an icon for our generation. And I had no idea, like, and I was fully prepared to walk in and, like, hi, like, hey, sit down, like, let's have a conversation. Mm -hmm. You are, like, so normal, and yet you're so not normal, but you're normal. And I think that you saying, like, you've been through trauma, and you're finally, for the first time in your life, like, really, like, I'm going to do everything for myself. That is so fucking beautiful, because that kind of shows me no matter how famous you are or whoever is listening in like Nebraska, everyone has to have that one period in their life where they're like, fuck, am I doing this for a guy, a girl? Am I doing this for someone else other than me? And then you got to find a fucking way, whether it's through trauma. Yeah, it fucking sucks then. But you don't kind of feel like, oh my God. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's like it was meant to be because look where I am. I'm so thankful all that happened. Yeah, now I think... I don't know why that popped into my brain when I was, like, getting ready, but, like, I was putting on my little kitten heel. Yeah, you look amazing. I was putting on my shit, and I'm like, it's honestly for me. Yeah, and, like, I have a lot of guilt just in my, you know, I just have since I was, like, little. Like, I, I don't know, things have just been very easy for me. Yeah. I was, like, always been, like, tried, I've tried something once, I could do it right yeah yeah and i'm like that's not the same for everybody and i don't know why that why it's that for me but (laughs) and so a lot of a lot of really hard time accepting that and i really um things to be easy i like work hard (laughs) right (laughs) so i'm i'm one of those people that if i couldn't do it the first time i do it a hundred times until i could but i i i've never really had to do that yeah I had to do that. The only time I've really had th- that experience of just trying to do something that wasn't meant for me and not going to work is in relationships. That's so crazy. And I, I, I think I had big fear of being alone because I'm always surrounded by people. So like, yeah, 
my idea of what it's like to be surrounded by people it's just, it's not surrounded by friends like 15 people it's like 15,000 people right and so the idea of like drastic of how drastic it goes from being like full on being empty is just like really dramatic and so there is just like being a lot of fear, a lot of guilt, but yeah, I love therapy. Yeah, but that and we we were we were literally talking before the podcast like so I was like, "Are you in therapy?" I'm like, "Who asks you that?" But I'm like, "I love therapy. Do you like therapy?" It's the fucking best. I fucking love it. It's the best. You I think that's really beautiful though that you have enough like self-reflection to be like, "What am I not having success in?" And it is relationships. And I can't help but be like, Miley, like, you literally have been so famous since you were how young? And then, like, to fight, it's almost like you're now getting to be like, what do I want to do with my life? Mm-hmm. Because you went for so fucking long performing in front of so many people and pleasing so many people, and now it's like, we, what, what makes you happy? It's actually a really interesting perspective because I never really thought of it that way. I and I I guess that is kind of maybe I'm at the age where that would be like getting out of college, starting your first. Right. I mean, most people will be starting their lives now. Yes. And I'm like, I'm kind of like in midlife success place where like, or even like beyond the finish line. And there's actually something, some kind of like about I've read about like a lot of athletes that have been. It's called a. It's called winter blues. Oh fuck! And it's when it it's when you felt too much of like dopamine. Yes. And and success and rush and the crash is just so hard. Trust me. I mean, athletes on this podcast, we talk about it all the time. It's kind of a joke, but like, I like to hook up with athletes. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I always say their life is so hard because it kind of ends at like forty, like thirty, like their career, mm -hmm. and then it's like, what do you do? And it, it can happen the same thing, especially for like females and pop music. Right. There's so much like ageism and sexism that I think. Yeah. It's just you know, you get feeling like I just think it's really good perspective to say, oh my life is such kind of starting now. I'm at a point where I get to decide what to do if I do with it. And that's, that's, that's what you would be doing if you had spent years in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or something as an intern or lower um, on that kind of like yeah. ranking of your job that you're kind of placed where you're like, Right. 27, 28, 29, 30. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, um, like, where are you going to go? Okay. Like, what am I going to do with all the skills that I have collected? Well, can I ask you, because like, listen, everyone, I think it was the most iconic moment when like you were Hannah Montana. And I know probably for a while you were like, I don't even want to hear that fucking name for a minute. Like, kindly shut the fuck up. My name is Miley Cyrus. Mm -hmm. You, I, I mean, the bangers era when all of a sudden it was like you took everything to the fucking max and you were like, this is my clit nipple and we're ready to roll. Everybody watched me twerk everywhere. And it was iconic, but it was almost like you were trying to break away from the Disney thing. And what do you, when you look back on the era, what do you like? Well... What does it make you feel? What's so weird about that is also that was for me. Right. And like, just like getting, I guess that's all the full circle of my story that I was 
trying to get through bait was basically, I mean, I was wondering why I wanted to tell you that. But I guess that is why, because so relevant my career. Right. Like I never thought, I really, really don't care what anyone else is doing with their life, as long as they're being like a good person. Yeah. And to me, I just can't believe that people care so much about what I'm doing. But in times where I would like to be well relying on to fight injustices. <laughs> yeah. Or trying to normalize, like, my LGBTQ community that I'm proud to be a part of. Yeah. When it comes to that, I'm happy um, that I have attention that I do, and it's not something <laughs> that you get to turn off on. Yeah. It doesn't really come with a switch. Totally. So... <laughs> I'm really happy uh, that people are so interested and intrigued by me and my choices in my life because that means I really do have a loud, you know, platform. Yeah, you have a voice. But I definitely think that VMAs 2013 was uh, kind of uh, an awakening. Um, I And I guess I'm just going through round two right now yeah but but it was like the first one was like i mean obviously when did you realize like oh i'm not i'm not just attracted to men and like how old were you i was attracted to girls way before i was ever attracted to guys okay (laughs) like when i was 11 years old love it i used to think that like uh Minnie mouse was super fucking hot wait that is a specific Which is so good. I ended up on Disney, so my chances with Minnie went up by like a hundred. Oh my god, you're like Minnie, you, me, let's fuck. Yeah, she was super hot to me. I always uh, thought that the female characters in movies were way hotter than any of the guys. Oh yeah. I actually never understood what those girls were doing with these idiots. Right, you're like, like this penis is disgusting. Come, come, come this way. Yeah, so that was kind of it. And then, like, I was, like, you know, 11 or 12, my friends were uh, starting to, like, of, like, kind of, like, you know, tell me what that they were doing with guys, and I didn't really fully understand, so I got most of my girlfriends hook up with me. That is such an amazing... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The first time I ever hooked up with, with anyone was a girl. Was a girl? Two of them. And did you go past first base? Yeah. Oh, Miley's like, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And then when did you hook up with a guy? Um, I hooked up. Well, I didn't go all the way with a dude. I was 16. Was it Nick Jonas? It wasn't, actually. It wasn't Nick Jonas. Aww. But I ended up marrying the guy. Oh, my God. So that's pretty crazy. So that's the first guy you hooked up with? Yeah, which I lied and said he said he wasn't his first, so I didn't seem like a loser. Okay, but now you're telling the truth. It's uh, such more of a full circle story. I'm so fucking weird because I couldn't think of I couldn't think of anyone or like was like oh uh, have you had sex with and I had, couldn't have think of anyone, <laughs> so I was just made somebody up right that I knew but uh, had never actually had sex before right. And then, like, his friends ended up marrying him. And so it was then, like, oh, now my friend is marrying someone you've hooked up with. So then when I was, like, 24, I had to say that I lied when I was, like, 16. You're like, so that was a full-blown lie. It was a lie that I had on for, like, 10 years. Wow. Yeah. And then you're once you're, like, stuck in a lie, you're kind of fucked. 
Oh, yeah, then I was like, there's no reason to, like, dig old bones up. Like, right. But then you're like, hey, this is directly affecting our lives, so I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, okay. It was so weird, like, directly affected my life. You're like, how the fuck did this happen? You, like, picked a random... It's so funny because that's, like, why I think everything is pre-programmed in this world. It's because to, like, happen like that, what's meant to be will be. Do you have, it like, a type... I know you, you're attracted to people's souls. Like, you're attracted to, but do you have, like, who are you in a relationship? I'm so interested to know. Are you hyper crazy, and are you, like, a calm person? Oh, my God. I actually do kind of need, I usually end up complaining that they're being, they're boring, but what, that's what I need. Ugh. Like, I need boring. Right? Me too. I'm realizing I need, like, more calm, very I mean, you're fucking Miley Cyrus. I mean, he, but he can't be the same level as you, like, of, like, screaming, like... No, definitely. Like, I need calming. I need an anchor. I need to wait. But when I was thinking about this yesterday and knowing we're going to have this conversation, I was thinking about someone has to bring more to the table than their plate. So, can't just be, like, fill me up all the fucking time. Yeah. And it's kind of like, what's a big part of life is filling people back up that can make me go below zero, below E. Yeah. And it's so really important that I feel fulfilled and um, they have to bring something to the table. Do you think it's, like, hard because of how mega successful you are? Like, how the fuck are you, like, how would you ever date a normal person? You can't. So, I think that's what ended up making, like, female relationships make more sense to me. Yeah. Because of the role that I was in made more sense. Oh, that's interesting. Because I was like, well, that's not to be this weird thing that like I pay for everything. Right. And I, whatever I was like, you know, it was this stereotype too. Like if I'm going to be with a girl, like I'm totally down and be with like a boss bitch. That's like as successful or more successful than me. Yeah. That's cool, too. But I felt like the woman that I end up being around be, like, um, role fit easier for me because, like, even in my relationship with men, a lot of the time, I just kind of hold a more dominant. Right, right. Like, you have the power. You wear the pants a little bit. More dominant space, so... How could you not? I, it felt like it made me more or less uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yeah. then it felt like... <laughs> partners out of anxiety which is like so much to do with like yeah my therapy journey too because i I don't want to choose how i'm going to be without of like anxiety or not wanting to be alone right or like stereotypes because that's like what and not anything that i need represent to believe in right 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 (laughs) it's like It's like the stereotype. So it's like, I need to find a guy that's confident enough in himself that he's okay. That I am. Who you are. Kind of like masculine and strong. And that just like, that there's a lot of qualities to me that kind of like associate with the male role. Yeah. And that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I think it's kind of beautiful that you've been like, so like, I'm, it's like, I'm okay right now being like, yeah, it works better with a woman. And if I can find a man that can be accepting of that, great. But for right now, for you, the female relationship is working better. Uh, yeah. (laughs)
Like it's like a lot more sense. Like, <laughs> like at time, and that's what like was being funny about that too. Is like I guess I don't know. I guess I I have been very experimental. <laughs> like I I've been with a lot of different kinds of like dudes and chicks. Like I've been with the super femme girls. Yeah, girls that kind of make me feel more femme. Like, I just really don't have a type. The main thing for me is that someone has to bring something that is elevating my life. Yeah. And that's, like, why my relationship's not just my sexual relationship. Totally. Yeah. You need people that are going to be just, like, as powerful in a room. It doesn't... It doesn't... They don't have to be more successful. They don't have to have more money. But you don't want to feel like you're, like, dragging this person. I hate that. And giving this person... I hate that. And you're not getting filled up. That's awful. Do you know what your love languages are? I do. You don't. You love like finding out people's love languages. I do. Okay, wait. So tell me. My love languages kind of makes you sound like an asshole, but it's not. It is acts of service number one. Okay, I thought no. Oh wait, like gifts is more asshole. Okay, yeah, no, ha. Huh? Gifts are crazy. And you're like, bitch, give me a Chanel now. No, I hate gifts. Okay, me too. I really don't like it cringe right yeah that's so embarrassing i don't even know what to do with my face right but i acts of service oh i love that because i i would say that on the giving and receiving end yeah like if someone that i'm tells makes me like uh my my clothes is driving me crazy my closet is driving me crazy it's totally unorganized by the time they're home the next day i've already dealt with it oh I'm like, that. I really love to do love things. Or if someone says that nothing like, I'll remember. One boyfriend I had, like, I think you thought it was really weird that I had him, like, make a bong for his birthday. (laughs) Oh, my God. How sweet. (laughs) And I made a hundred of this bong. And I thought that was kind of weird. But I was like, make something for me. And like that's it for me, like kind of acts of service, you know. I like I took time. Wait, this is so fascinating. Also, talking to you about this because just based off of everything we're talking about, you're talking about the way you give love. Uh huh. How and then there's two ways you like. How the fuck, Miley? Here we go. Okay. How do you receive love? Okay, so receiving, I also really like. You like when people do things for you. I really, really like acts of service. Okay. Then through like I'm looking at you like I'm looking at, at like like I do like what people thinks for me. And then my other one is there's physical touch, words of affirmation, quality time. I like quality time. Quality time. Quality time is my other one, but quality t- like emphasis on quality, like not just time. Right. I don't want it to feel like it fills the space. Right, right, right. I want to, like, bring something to the fucking table. Absolutely. And what I really, really, like, really demand now is that, like, I'm getting older. Yeah. I'm allowed so many people to just come and, like... Bullshit your fucking time. Take take their toxic fucking breath to my air and, like, suck out all the life of my spaces, and then I'm just over that. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, like, how, like, I think a lot of people look... I always talk about it because it's like, I love to talk about sex, but I also like to talk about like everyone has been through shitty relationships. Everyone's been through heartbreak. And like, is there a little like tip you can give anyone listening to like getting through heartbreak? We've all been through relationships that we break up. Like, have you found your, I am allowed, you know, um, (laughs) Hmm. Mm -hmm. 
and there and there and there and is there like a little tip you can give anyone listening to like getting through any heartbreak? We've all been through relationships that we break up. Like, have you found your? Okay, so uh, uh oh, I I have very very public. Of course, like right, right. I very like a big breakup that was over ten years of a span of a relationship. And then was sitting with me now. I could hope you find me to this that is somewhat this way, which is not in the public perception. I'm very logical. Mm-hmm. I'm very organized. You are. And like very kind of centered. Yeah. <laughs> so I love lists. Lists keep my whole fucking world on track. Dude. Uh, my world would be wrecked if I didn't make lists. That's brilliant. Every day I, I have a lot of lists, what to do, when, and going to achieve like it was um lost in emotion smart and i'm not like i only need woman to it's like well you're a cold bitch it's like right no 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 i have the world and going to be churning and in the death when you lose love <laughs> straight up which feels like death it's honestly something that even feels easier for it's more you can, like, put it to bed and move on, but this person is still walking around. Like, it's like, fucked. It's fucked. Like, like yeah, it's, like, it's, it's fucked. It's walking on the earth and it's choosing every day because it's a, cho- cho- it's a choice. Right. Death isn't a choice. Right. And this is a choice. Uh, so to not get lost in the motion to focus on its logic, it's more, it's make a list. It's make a list of what you were gaining and what you were losing. Yeah. And that you were contributing to your life, and that was attracting and and value of ten. So like, fuck. Miley has it figured the fuck out. And then add them all up, and if person was adding more to your um, life than expected on the next relationship. We're we're actually running out of time because of the Zoom call, but I wanted to say, bitches, go listen to the song. It's so fucking good. I'm so happy for you that you were putting out something right now that you're like, oh, that's me. This is this is it, and like people are gonna fucking love it. It's my Debbie Harry dream. Oh my god. So right now, when this episode is out, guys, Miley's song is out. That's freaking me. That's, that is so wild. Yeah. It's freaking me. I can't believe you're fucking here, I'm here, and you're putting out this song. The music video is amazing. She looks fucking hot. Amazing. She looks amazing. Hot. Amazing. Hey, thank you. And I was like trying to not like freak out on your couch. Halloween looks. Please, guys, literally. She has like seven, seven different looks. Seven How many looks? looks? How many? Uh, I have like five, six, five. Every single one? Halloween look. Every look. Yes. And I'm, and I'm going to do every single one. The bodysuit is like, uh, you know, makes you feel like type of way. And that made me feel like such a type of way. A literal sex, you guys. So go listen. And like the trash, the tights. That's that's a good thing. That's, yeah. But the time they're like ripped off, I thought that was so hot too. And like. It, it works. It fucking works. Exactly. So Midnight Sky. Yep. Out now. Yes. Go watch the video. Yes. Listen to it 19 million times. Tweet us. Yeah. Tell us you like the episode. Yeah. We love you guys. Miley Cyrus. Thanks for coming over. This is really fun. This was really fun. I really like talking about that kind of shit. I loved having you on the show. I had so much fucking fun. You are officially a part of the daddy fucking game. Thank you. That's a wrap. As a little treat for the fans who listened to the whole Miley Cyrus interview, she, I don't mean to be rude, but it sounded like something was wrong with her. So it might've been a hard listen, but she sounded like she was on drugs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Allegedly. No, I don't allegedly. I don't yeah. want to say that she does that stuff because maybe she doesn't. Maybe her kids don't want to hear her say that. Exactly. <laughs>
So I, I made, I did actually already make four new categories for the Lost Quiz game. Do you want to answer questions about the UFC, Friends, Dance Moms, or K-pop? Oh, K-pop. All right, here we go. Is K-pop appropriate for children? Yes. Correct. Yes, it is. One point. Did Blackpink used to have nine members? Mm, yes. You are absolutely correct. You get another point. Let's go. Let's fucking go. I knew it. Sam, who is the cutest member of Blackpink? Sarah. Mm, I'm sorry. The answer we were looking for was Jisoo. Ah, damn. Who is the prettiest girl in Blackpink without makeup? Without makeup? Yeah. I'm going to say, well, I don't see makeup, so I'm going right. to say Jisoo as well. I'm sorry, we were looking for Lisa. Lisa, really? Yeah, that's according to julianjose.com. Oh, damn, from a reputable source. Yeah, you have two points. Right. Is K-pop popular in USA? Oh, I'm going to go with uh, yes. Absolutely correct. Yes, it is. Millions of fans. So now, many fans. which K-pop artist got smashed <laughs> it's gotta be lisa <laughs> it was actually a member of the hong kong canto oh i guess that's not k-pop but it was a member of the hong kong canto pop band mirror a uh, giant screen fell on him oh <laughs> oh he got smashed damn dude yeah. oh man that sucks i hate i hate i would hate to get smashed me too why do girls like bts iconic dancing no, it's our iconic fashion. Iconic fashion. That's why girls like it. Interesting. Why girls don't huh. text first? Is that in the wrong category? <laughs> no, it is. No, what? that's in the right. That's in the K-pop category. That's, a, that's in the 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 K-pop category. Why why do girls not text first? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with they are shy. No, it's actually because they want you to initiate the contact yourself. So, jot uh, that down. Uh, Two more. Wait, is, it, is, that, is that real? Dude, yeah, that's from marriage.com, bro. Oh, my God. I'll link you. Is it okay for a boy to like BTS? It is. It is okay. You're right. It's completely fine. And last question. Why do people <laughs> love Red Velvet so much? Oh my god, um, it's gotta be because the dancing is so good and the music videos are good. It's actually because it's made out of mild chocolate. Oh! <laughs> oh. oh. Well, I think That's... you got three of those points. That's a little sneak preview <laughs> for the reboot of the Lost episode soon to come. Oh no. You know what, dude? I think I think sometimes stuff like that has to happen so that you can build a bigger boat. You know what they say on my favorite podcast is that a setback is a setup for a comeback. Really? I've never heard that. That's great. Yeah. Set a setback is a setup for a comeback. Wow, that's really good. That's right. I like that. Yeah. Well, I stole it. I like that a lot. I think I'll steal that. Okay, perfect.